4: Welcome to Open Floor. I'm John Gonzalez, joined by SI's own Rohan Nadkarni. Ro basketball is back.
5: Uh very thrilling. Already back into the thick of it. Just um yeah, it's it's an incredible feeling, John, to now always have an excuse to not see somebody. I mean, there's always gonna be a basketball game on. There's, there's always, always a basketball, basketball game to watch. On. There's always always a way to get out of a plan, you know?
4: Yeah, I love to bail on play. I like to be invited to things and then not go. Uh, exactly. But we're going to talk. Exactly. Uh, we're going to have some uh, initial reactions from this opening week of basketball. Later in the show, though, we will be joined by Ian Carmel, the head writer of the Late Late Show and the host of All Fantasy Everything to Do. I don't know. Uh, I believe it's Open Floors' first ever League Pass draft. I used to do it at my old gig. We're going to port it over here. It's a lot of fun. We're going to draft teams that we're excited to watch on on League Pass. You haven't done that before, have you?
5: No, and yet I'm confident I'm going to absolutely smoke both of you guys. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's the kind of energy that we are looking for yeah. here. Yeah. So stick around later in the show for that. Uh, let's start with the Thursday night games, the Lakers and the Clippers. Road felt to me like the Lakers were never going to win this game. It was always going to be the Clippers. It was, in fact, the Clippers. Uh, it also marked the return of both Paul George and Kawhi, who interestingly came off the bench. What would you make of that?
5: Yeah, a lot going on there. You know, I saw the Lakers play the opening night game as well on Tuesday. Another game it felt like they had no chance to win. Um, They just do not have the right amount of shooting to be in the modern NBA. It's a joke. Really, it's a joke. And we can talk about the Lakers in a minute. But regarding the Clippers, they looked, I think, like a team. A lot of us thought they were going to look. We saw the flexibility. We saw the number of players they could use. I thought John Wall had some nice moments. I thought it was interesting Kawhi after the game said, you know, they consulted the sports scientists. They said he might be sitting something like 35 minutes in real time if he starts the game and he wanted to finish it. You know, Ty Lue said at the end there, after the game, oh, I thought maybe we we're forcing it to Kawhi a little bit at the end, so it's obvious that the players are excited to have him back. I mean, I think we saw what the Clippers we – we're only getting a glimpse of just how good they can be. I mean, is certainly not, I think, all the way back yet. Uh, it sounds like he's already going to be load managed a little bit ahead into the weekend, but I-, I was impressed with what I saw from the Clippers. They just have so many players they can throw at you, and it was really, really nice to see John Wall. You know, right away in his first stint, he kicks it out to a three point shooter on a fast break. I mean, that's a welcome sight. Uh, hit a nice little mid range bucket, pulling up in the pick and roll. So it- they kind of showed all the different things we think they can be.
4: They are so deep. I mean, mm-hmm. like they have a really... When, you, when you're when you talking about how many different guys that Ty Lue can throw at you, you're absolutely right. I was really kind of stunned when, when I was watching that game thinking, man, like, you know, here comes Norm Powell and John Wall looked good and uh, Kawhi hasn't even gotten in the game yet and, you know, and on and on and on. So, you know... Um, That's going to be a great advantage for them. It certainly was in the Lakers game. I was a little surprised that they decided to bring Kawhi off the bench. I I wonder how long this experiment will last. I get that they wanted to rest him because they need him for later in the season, and also he wanted to close out the game. Uh, Your former colleague, uh, the great open floor former host Ben Goliver, uh, had an interesting tweet that... Kawhi came off the bench. Before Kawhi got into the game, Goliver tweeted that uh, the Clippers were plus 12 with 10 assists before checking in midway through the second. And after that, through the half, they were minus 12 with no assists. Uh, So Kawhi came in and and definitely decided uh, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to go get that ball, as Dan Devine had had also mentioned on Twitter. I'm going to shoot it a lot and we'll work on passing in another game. Uh, But it worked out okay for them.
5: Definitely, yeah. I, I think that goes back to what Lou said, right? I mean, he's such a security blanket for that team, and he's such a one-man offense. I mean, you can give him the ball. He can pull up from three. He'll get to his mid-range spots. Like, There's so much he can do. There's something we said about his ball stopping him. That's why they go out and get someone like John Wall, right? I think from the moment this team was constructed, yeah, the one kind of concern people have had is, do they have a point guard? Do they have a natural distributor? That's something Kawhi's had to become better at. It's not necessarily a natural part of his game. You know, I just wanted to pull up the box score because it's interesting. They had only two guys play more than 30 minutes, Zubac, which is funny, Paul George, but Luke Kennard, 24, John Wall, 25, Kawhi, 21. Batum gets a stretch. Covington gets a stretch. Morris, Powell, Reggie Jackson, all in the 20s. It's (laughs) – that's – and those are all legit rotation guys. It's not like they're bringing in guys – um, in a blowout or something like that. But, yes, yeah, so I do think it's something to keep an eye on. I, that's an interesting uh, statistic there from Gulliver, which is can they kind of keep the offense flowing when Kawhi's in the game? Can they still spread the ball around? Because their real advantage on teams is the shooting that they have. I mean, they they had, I think, a historic shooting season from three last year. They uh, You look up and down their lineup outside of Zubac, almost every single person is a threat from three-point. So it's going to be very important for them, even more so than most teams, to to keep the ball moving around because it's overwhelming how much three-point shooting they have.
4: So you mentioned a guy there that I want to touch on because obviously everybody was really focused on Kawhi returning and with good reason. But you had said, oh, you know, do they have a point guard? And John Wall returns. John Wall, one of several players who didn't play at all last season, who was uh, making his return to the NBA this season. Bro, I was kind of shocked. Like, I, I, I thought that John Wall was done. He was cooked. I didn't think that this was going to work. I thought it was going to be, you know, the other version of Russell Westbrook, who we'll get into in just a second. Looked great. 25 minutes. Didn't force a lot of stuff. Didn't hit a three-pointer, but that's okay. Uh, almost 50% from the field. Had a couple assists, a steal. It didn't look like he was trying to do too much. Minus three on the total, but, uh, you know, I'm not a huge, like, just single game plus minus person. Thought he looked good.
5: Yeah, I think he looks spry. I mean, like I said, running those fast rakes, it looked like John Wall. It's interesting. It's so hard to gauge where he's at. He's had injuries, and he had, you know, you think about someone like Al Horford, who basically sat that entire year in OKC. He comes back. He was incredible for Boston last season. And I do wonder, for someone who's had the injuries that John Wall has had, w- Could that Rockets year end up being something like a little bit of a blessing in disguise where he doesn't play much last year, but he gets a full season to kind of really rest his body? He's not rehabbing from injuries. He's actually taking time off. He looked fresh. They have enough players that he's not going to have to play 30 minutes a night. He might not even get up to 25 a night. And I think that's going to put him in good position to, to to keep his body healthy throughout the season. I was encouraged from what I saw. I mean, the fact that he got up 15 shots, he led the team in field goal yeah. attempts. Um, I, I think those are actually good signs. I think he's feeling comfortable. It didn't look like he was forcing it. Uh, I think he was playing within the team. Those are all the things I think you really want to see um, because you bring in someone like John Wall. He's obviously used to running the show, right? I mean, he's used to having the ball in his hands and rightfully so. He was a fantastic point guard. Um, I think him finding the right role next to Quin PG will still take time, especially when they're both at 100% and playing their normal minutes. But yeah, man, I was encouraged. It was just great to see him on the court, like truly great to see him on the court. It was so exciting when he checked in and he comes in, he hits a little like pull up, you know, he sprained it out the three point shooter and I was like, man, I forgot how much I missed this.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, early returns for the Clippers were positive. Yeah. You know, it was what a six point win for them. But and and the the Lakers did make it closer than I expected them to Mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter. But it didn't really feel like the Clippers were in danger of losing this game. Again, they looked good and deep. And then you go to the other Los Angeles team and they did not look good or deep. Uh, I, I don't even know where to start with this team. I guess we'll start with Russell Westbrook. That line they shot is an 45 absolute, threes, absolute abomination.
5: They shot 45 threes as it's even made nine. Russell Westbrook, you mentioned the line. 27 minutes. Yeah. 0 for 11. 0 for 6 from 3. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Two points, three rebounds, four assists. Oh, man. Ooh, that was – that. yeah, that's a rough one, man. And this is like – 27 minutes, again, not like no one, in, anyone threw in the towel here. Everyone else in the starting lineup played at least 30. LeBron James playing 37 minutes in game two. is mm-hmm. You probably don't in want game him up two. there. It's bleak. I, I,
4: what I loved about the broadcast is they kept saying, you know, Le, LeBron's age, right? And look at LeBron do this <laughs> yeah. and look at LeBron yeah. do that. And he's doing it at, his, at this age. And I'm like, that's great. It's amazing. He's an incredible player. A little bit worried for LeBron because who's running with him, right? I mean, he's clearly the alpha, as you would expect. We'll get into Anthony Davis in a second. But you've got this Russell Westbrook issue looming over this team, and I don't know how they fix it, right? It was supposed to, oh, Russ is going to do whatever he needs to do, and he's going to set picks, and he's going to come off the bench, and none of that stuff is happening.
5: It's not. I mean, his quote, I think – if you read it on Twitter after the Warriors game where he said he hurt his hamstring coming off the bench, it, it read worse than it was when he said it. Shout-out to Dan Wykey, who asked... He asked Russ the question that got the hamstring quote. He asked LeBron the question that got the we-don't-have-shooters quote. Um, Shout-out to him. Mm-hmm. It is uh, it is bleak, man. It's very bleak. I mean, they're a boring team to watch. Uh, they can't shoot. It's, a, to me... <laughs> 35% from the floor, 20% from three last night. They, you know, I think Woj said after the game last night, the Lakers are not expected to trade Russ until after Thanksgiving. I just don't know that they can afford to wait that long. I don't know how they can win games with this roster. I mean, I, I tweeted as a joke mostly Tuesday night. It's like, could any non AD or LeBron player crack the Warriors rotation? Could any non AD or LeBron player crack the Clippers rotation? I mean, would you take any of their three to 15? Over no. one to eleven on the Clippers. No, you wouldn't. It's it's just not a good team. It's not a well constructed team. It's boring to watch. I can't get over. I know I'm I'm leaning back on it by just seeing them in person. The Warriors are almost treating that opening night game like a preseason game. I mean, the number of bench players are they're, they're cycling in and out. No one's really playing that many minutes. It's uh, I don't know. How, it's not sustainable. Well, those- what they're doing now is not sustainable.
4: Well, it's two games in, and I I do just want to flag that. It's two games in, however, and they did play two really good teams, two of the best teams in the Western Conference to start the season. But I would be worried, right? Because as you mentioned, beyond LeBron and AD, and I thought uh, AD looked good. There was a little scare there per usual because it's Mm -hmm. AD and – you you never know what's going on with him health wise, uh, and Pina Michael Popina, who who has left us uh, tweeted right who? before we started that uh, in sixty eight right in sixty eight minutes so far uh, this season that Anthony Davis has no assists. But okay, fine. Anthony Davis has to do what Anthony Davis has to do to carry the team offensively. So uh, him being a little bit more ball dominant, I'm fine with that. I'm not fine with the rest of that roster though. That that's something that we'll definitely continue to monitor. And you know. I was more optimistic than you when we, we, when we talked about, hey, uh, are the Lakers going to make the cut for the playoffs? Two games in and I'm already going, oh man, like the play-in would be great for them.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi,
1: checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table.
1: Hey, where are you?
0: Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: Oh, that's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it.
4: Let's go to uh, the other game on Thursday night. Yeah, that I only lead, want to talk about
5: the lead here.
4: <laughs> I don't want to. I don't really even want to talk about it. This is a Phillies podcast now, uh, but the Bucks and the Sixers were engaged in basically a brick fight on Thursday night and the Bucks ended up winning that brick fight. I thought that they would. I think that the Bucks are the better team. We talked about this when we did our season preview. Um, it looked in the fourth quarter when Joel Embiid was sitting and Joel Embiid had one of his worst games that I've ever seen him play. But when he was sitting, the Sixers came back. James Harden looked really good. It looked like the Sixers might pull out an ugly one, which is something they are loath to do over the last few years. And, of course, they did not. They reverted to form, and the Bucs ended up pulling it out.
5: Yeah, this was a really fun game to watch, a classic Eastern Conference battle, like the kind I remember growing up. I uh, love a game in the low 90s, high 80s. You're a masochist. Yeah, P.J. Tucker playing 39 minutes in game two, Harden at 40 minutes. So much for all the Sixers offseason moves. They only had two bench guys crack 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Doc Rivers really can wanted this Can I stop you one. right there? Because can,
4: can I stop you there? Please, I, I brought please, this up please. on Twitter. It's game two. Game two, right? And mm-hmm. all we heard about all offseason, something that I definitely trumpeted, was, oh, the Sixers are much deeper. They finally got a, a team around Embiid. It's not just him and like one or two other guys. All of the starters played 33 minutes or more. Tucker, as you mentioned, 39 minutes. Embiid, 36, Harden, uh, 40 minutes. Off the bench, House and Melton played 20 and 21 minutes, and that was it. Nobody else played mm-hmm. more than eight. They basically went with seven guys in game two.
5: A <laughs> Seven-man playoff rotation in game two. Uh, you know, you mentioned that comeback, and uh, Tentacumpo was on the bench for a little bit of that. It This is interesting. So, on the Philly side, I think a year-long challenge for them is going to be striking the balance between Embiid pick and rolls, Embiid hard and pick and rolls, and Embiid post-ups. I, this is a good matchup, because on one hand, Brook Lopez, he's not a shut-down defensive center, but... I think the Bucks are largely willing to play him one-on-one against Embiid, which means Milwaukee doesn't get out of their normal defensive scheme. They're not a heavy double team when Embiid gets the ball. At the same time, I think the Sixers are not taking enough advantage of that. Two post-ups for Embiid in the first eight minutes of the game. That's not enough for me, especially when he's getting guys into foul trouble. Um, that's not enough touches in the post. I, I, I just fundamentally disagree with that approach, even if you're trying to get hard and going as you mentioned, you know, Harden gets going in the fourth quarter, and and now you have the other problem. Harden has the hot hand, kind of the biggest play of the game. They're down by one. It's 89-88. They go for an Embiid iso um, instead of a pick and roll. I thought they were clearing out that side of the floor. Uh, Harden gets the ball on the right side of the floor. I thought they're clearing out. They're going to run an empty pick and roll. That would be really difficult to defend with those two guys. Instead, they go with the Embiid iso, and he gets a a kind of a cross-court pass that frankly he shouldn't have made and it's a turnover and that's something he has to work on. So that's going to be really interesting. The Bucks are such a good team because you can have, yeah, you know, you can play like a conservative defensive scheme like they do and drop Brook Lopez. What you can't account for in something like that is Drew Holiday coming in with a perfectly timed dig and getting a steal on Joel Embiid. Like – you, you compare these two teams, you can tell the Bucks have played together longer because they know when to make the right defensive gambles. They know who to help off of, who to help with, etc. The biggest play of the game, uh, Wes Matthews hits the go-ahead three. Tobias Harris cheats off Wes Matthews. Does he need to help when Grayson Allen's driving into traffic? Probably not, but I don't think they have those collective defensive reps yet, even though Tobias Harris has been there for a while. So... That's going to be something to watch. I mean, it's early in the season. I'm not really worried about Philly. The talent is there. The Embiid Harden pick and roll has been very successful. It's just going to be a year-long process for them to find the right balance for those guys. Also, Milwaukee, Javon Carter looks really good. They're going to be good when Middleton comes back, but too many Brook Lopez 12 threes. Too many Brook Lopez threes.
4: 12 threes from Brooke Lopez. I, I mean, you touched on it right there. The Bucs are a really good team. They played nine guys. It wasn't. I thought it was a good game from, from Giannis. I didn't think it was a monster game. Drew Holiday mm. had a terrible game. Two for 15 mm-hmm. from the floor, and yet still found ways to influence the game, as you mentioned, uh, especially defensively. And then, you know, they're without Chris Middleton, and yet they found a way to win because they're a really quality team that does that. And I just think that's the difference between, you know, the top tier teams, especially in the Eastern Conference. And I think this could be one of the great Eastern Conference years that we've seen in a long time. I really think that there's a lot of talent in the East and it's loaded up. But the Bucks are one of those teams who are going to they're going to figure out how to win that rock fight. And they did. And I just like did not have that confidence in the Sixers and for good reason. And for the same reason that I said, you know, with the Lakers, yes, it's only two games. Yes, they played, you know, the. Two of the best teams in the Western Conference. I feel that way similarly. A little bit about the Sixers, you know, because they played the Celtics and the Bucks, and I had both of those teams ahead of them coming into the season. However, not great. They don't look great. And I, and, I, and I'm it? wondering for you. I, I have a question for you
5: because
4: mm-hmm. I'm a little too close to this. And and I promise you, Open Floor listeners, I get it. I sometimes talk a little too too much about Philadelphia. It's not going to be like <laughs> that on this season of Open Floor. It just happens to be that. You know, we're after a Thursday night game, but I, I am a little curious what you think about this. I'm not going to say, is it is it hot, but is, is it slightly, is the seat for Doc just a little a touch warm? Is he feeling, is it a little cozy right, right now? Is it,
5: it has did to. he I mean, turn on the seat he's, warmer? He's coaching like a desperate coach if he's going only seven players deep, hard in 40 minutes in game two of the season. I mean, some people argue, oh, it's early in the season. Uh, guys can play big minutes. That's not sustainable. Embiid at 36, like, Embiid has never been a big regular season minutes guy. Uh, You know, they've always been very careful with that. I think a lot of people, frankly, expected Doc gone after last season, you know, the second round exit. I think some people were a little surprised they brought him back. Did ownership have an influence in that, etc.? He's coaching like a desperate coach right now. And on one hand, I think it's good that he's going to that Embiid hard in action. I mean, Embiid... Again, get him some more touches in the post, but he had pretty good looks. He's not going to shoot 6-21 on those looks every night, I don't think. I mean, he had some mid-range shots, rim out, et cetera. He's been really good from that range the last couple of years. So, uh, But I do think there's definitely has to be some pressure on Doc Rivers. Like I said, I mean, you don't play that rotation unless you're kind of really desperate to win this early in the season. And I'm, I'm sure he's feeling it because, I mean, he has the talent. Uh, everyone's applauded them for their offseason. They definitely have to get it together.
4: I think it's interesting, too, that you know this roster, based on how they constructed it and the money that's gone into it and the, and the picks that they have available to them, uh, in terms of levers that Daryl Morey could pull, there aren't a whole lot. One of the levers that he could pull is the coach. I'm not saying that that yeah. he should or that he will. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm asking questions. Uh, I'm very curious about that. You mentioned uh, teams that are desperate to win. We have a couple more minutes before we bring on Ian Carmel. I want to keep it in the Eastern Conference for you and ask you about the Brooklyn Nets because that's a team that both of us have been very fascinated with. Ben Simmons makes his return. Did not look good by any measure whatsoever. Neither the, did the Nets. Uh, where are you on on the Nets after one game?
5: It's going to be a process. Joe Harris is scheduled to return for their next game. I think that's going to help them a lot. He's someone they're going to need. As Simmons is a guy. I know he didn't look that great, and people are already criticizing. Him. He didn't look like he wanted to be out there. um I've heard that. You know, people saying he just looked passive. I think it's a. We should celebrate the fact that he got back on the floor, right? I mean, he's gone through a lot. Mm. Uh, he's talked about his health issues. Uh, both mentally and physically, so I, I applaud him for getting back on the floor. I thought he, I, I thought he did some things that I like to see, some screens, etc. That he set. You know, that's a team that has to learn how to play together, and and it, that's going to be a process for them as well. I still think that they have some interesting lineup combinations, etc. To go to. The flip side of it for me was the Pelicans are going to be really good. Um, their o- offense, yeah, their starting yeah. five offensively, is going to be difficult. For any team to defend, let alone one that, you know, the Nets have a long way to go to build their defensive habits. No one thinks they have kind of like a defensive genius at head coach. That's not a slight to Steve Nash. Uh, so that's going to take time. And <laughs> the Pelicans, man, I, I came away that game less worried about the Brooklyn Nets, more just really impressed with the New Orleans Pelicans. You know what would make me not thrilled? they fun. In my ri- – <laughs> Yeah, they are fun. But like if I'm Ben Simmons and I'm returning to the NBA, you know what's not fun going up against Zion Williamson and him just elbowing yeah. you in the gut every time he gets in the lane. Uh Yeah, so I I think also, the Nets can, it's
4: going to take time. Can I mention that uh, that um it, in terms of the Pelicans being they looked good, you're right. It, it was a little a little bit of the, hey, the Nets it's going to take time and, and a little bit more of man, Zion looked really good right out of the gate. Uh CJ looked like he could Work with him. And then also for me, the the big takeaway was Brandon Ingram has become a man. I, as as you have, have spent a lot of time in Brandon Ingram's orbit talking to him when he was with the Lakers, out of practice all the time. He was always like very reserved, uh, and also extremely skinny. And mm-hmm. I don't know what happened over the offseason, but somebody fed him a sandwich, and I am happy for that person. Uh, because he looks like he looks like he's finally grown into his body. And that was something that was always like the one missing part for him, right? That he needed to get bigger and stronger physically to deal with the grind of the NBA. And I think this could be a monster year for him.
5: I, I, I'm really excited. Shout out to Andrew Sharp, who came on this podcast and put Ingram and Zion as his number one NBA duo for the season. And then now he just keeps sending me tweets from the Ingram Alerts. Twitter account which exists um he was all in and yeah man Brandon Ingram I'm glad to see him get this opportunity and I I hope that he's continued to able to improve and kind of jump up a tier in the NBA it would be cool to kind of see him push that top 15 range you know that would be a lot of fun and it would be incredible for New Orleans which man I, I the sky's the limit for New Orleans for me this season
4: Sky's the limit. It's starting. To, I'm wondering where they're going to fall on your league pass rankings now. I, I, maybe I can <laughs> scoop them before you do. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Ian Carmel, and we're going to do our first ever open floor league pass draft.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.
1: Sumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no sign-ups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
4: All right, we're back on Open Floor and we are joined by the head writer of The Late Late Show and the host of the excellent all-fantasy-everything Blazers superfan Ian Carmel
3: is here. Look at your smiling face. Rip city, baby. How it could is- I not be happy? We're 1-0. and We're about to go 82-0. It's, <laughs> a, it's a beautiful day to be a Blazer fan. <laughs>
4: You're always excited to be a Blazer fan. So at my old gig, we used to do this pretty regularly. We did a league pass draft because we're all basketball junkies. And yes. whenever I would do it, fans of your show would, would get at me on Twitter and say I was taking your bet. And so now I just decided to head that off and have you on so you could see me take your bet.
3: Yeah. They're still we I've still ordered them to accuse you of uh of of, of stealing of stealing my bits and yeah. all that. Not just this but like Crosswalk the musical on the late late show. Yeah. Anytime you use a Crosswalk people are going to come at you. <laughs> uh, anything that resembles a monologue joke.
4: Yeah, anything. It's really anything where I'm even remotely amusing. It's for me. And but this is pretty straightforward.
3: If you if you passively notice Hanukkah or any other Jewish holiday, Mm -hmm. people are going to get pretty upset. at You on my behalf. Just just watch where you're going.
4: Uh, I will uh, try to stay in my lane on this. We're going to do the league pass draft. It's pretty simple. We're just going to draft teams that we're excited to watch this season on the NBA and we'll see who has the best one at the end. Roe has already declared that he's going to smoke both of us, so we'll see how that goes. But you're the guestie, and You get to go first. I
3: get the first pick. You get the first pick. Overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay, fantastic. I mean, it's a no-brainer to me. This year, I think the first pick in the league pass draft has to be the New Orleans Pelicans. Damn it. We <laughs> don't know. How, Zion Williamson is a rare delicacy. He's like, a, he's like an ordelon. He's like a... He's, we, he's like eating an endangered sea turtle egg. We don't know how many of these we get. Every single moment with him is a gift. And right now, he's a big, beefy boy yeah. playing professional basketball, going out there and putting up stats. Not only that, you have professional vineyard owner slash uh, shooting guard, CJ McCollum, near and dear to my heart. You have Brandon Ingram yeah. slowly turning into someone who is go- going to keep Lakers fans up at night, I think, for a long time. I mean you have you have uh, you have sneaky sneaky inbound pass steals you have everything you want in a league pass team. You might get you, a text message that says Zion just went he he's got 25 points in the first half. Go go switch over.
4: I um you, you weren't privy to this but right before we brought you on, Ro and I were extolling the virtues of the New Orleans Pelicans and and basically enumerating all the things that you just did and then Arguing with each other over which one of us would take them, and you just yeah, come yeah. in right away and yeah. and crush our hopes and dreams.
3: It's it's your boy. The one thing I wish that they had. Also, you get the king cake baby uh, mascot sometimes. <laughs> creepy with the, on that in arena Very. ops like in TV feed, and the pelican. Pierre. Also, also creepy. Yeah. I wish they have their uniforms. I don't love.
4: Terrible, terrible uniforms. Terrible
3: uniforms. Terrible.
4: But the rest of but, it. Trending up, Green Arrow. So uh, Ian goes with the Pelicans. Roe, you get the second pick.
5: Well, I think it's obvious as closely as I watch the Late Late Show YouTube channel, Ian is clearly reading my entertainment rankings because I had the Pelicans ranked number one on the list this year. I think that's a good pick. But I'm – listen, I'm not worried, guys, because with the number two pick, uh, we're going to the Mile High City. Give me the Denver Nuggets with the number two pick. Uh, you want to talk about big, beefy Tough boys. start for your guys. Can I, can I mm-hmm. introduce you to to a man named Nikola Jokic, okay? Just yeah. every night making a pass that seems scientifically, physically impossible. Um, here's what I like about the Denver Nuggets, okay? Yeah. They are trying to improve defensively. Bless their hearts. They went out and got some good perimeter defenders this year. But this is a team that needs to win shootouts, okay? And give me a team that needs to score 120 points to win every single night. They got Jamal Murray back. They got Michael Porter Jr. back. This team is just filled with offense-first players. They're incredible to watch every night. And Jokic is genuinely – I say he's second only to John Morant. And creating highlights that you Mm -hmm. need to watch 15 times the first time you see it. Like the first time you see a Jokic crazy fast, you're like, "Mm -mm, hold on. I didn't get it. (laughs) Like the video glitched. Let me go back. And you're like, no, no, no. That was really it. So I'm going with the Denver Nuggets as my first pick.
3: I like this pick for you. I think it's a good – plus the person doing those highlights is like a big yeah. toddler-looking guy <laughs> yes. looks like that kid in your – like elementary school who was outside in the cold too long without the right jacket on. You know what I mean? Yes. Like,
5: he's a, he's bo- a big-time shorts and 20-degree weather sc- guy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Massive. You know that guy's out there in like a starter jacket and mesh shorts. It's 15 degrees out. His arms <laughs> yes. are all red from setting screens. He looks I, like he should have a runny nose.
4: I think I've told this story on this show before, but I'll tell it again anyway. The first time I interviewed Jokic, I went to Denver, and he was walking through the concourse before the game, and he had a giant bag, a freezer bag, of just loose candy, and he was eating out of it, but also <laughs> handing it out to people. Yep. So I'm, I'm pro-Jokic. He,
5: he uh, that's that's the kind of energy that he the, has. The most difficult time I've had keeping a straight face during an interview and not literally being like oh my god let me just stop for a second so i can process what you just said was last year i asked Jokic if it was fun playing at an mvp level every night and he said i always say i love ice cream but even if you eat ice cream 10 nights in a row you get bored i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) i love
4: him uh and i love that pick for you it feels like a good fit uh um, yeah. bones
3: highland has some through the through the tv yes. screen charisma too that yes. guy yeah. he does
4: he does that yeah. was a a nice uh nice season for him I'm, I'm excited for them for this year so
3: i i get to go next i'm
4: glad you guys left this team for me i, I get two here we're we doing a snake you're the, the pro here right it i get two ha,
3: it has okay. to be a snake draft all right okay uh okay.
4: so I, i'm gonna go i'm i'm very excited about this because as anybody who's ever listened to me talk about basketball knows i like the content i like the drama. I think number one with a bullet hands down on that front, the Brooklyn Nets. I off cannot get enough yeah. of the Brooklyn Nets. They tried to, <laughs> they tried to inform <laughs> yes! the team over yes! the summer and couldn't do it. That's the best part about it. They said, you know what? None of this works. Let's blow it up. None of us like each other. The vibes are terrible. It doesn't work on the court. And then they looked around and go and went, ah, you know what? We can't pull it off. We got to go back together and Steve Nash is there, and he's dealing with KD, who is ostensibly his guy, who wanted him to be the head coach, and then all of a sudden didn't want him to be the head coach. Who knows what you're going to get out of Kyrie this year, whether he's going to be around. You know he's going to say something crazy. Ben Simmons, we were just talking about him. Ben Simmons is back. I actually am high on Ben Simmons this year. If he could be like the Draymond East, I don't think he he will. It's you know, It would require him to adopt a totally different role. But all the stuff swirling
3: around Brooklyn... Cannot get enough. Give me the give me the nuts. If only for the games, Ben Simmons doesn't suit up just to see him sort of like sulking around the sideline, mm-hmm. being with. Is that is there the concern that they will be a quiet implosion team, like on on screen? So. <laughs> Do you think we're gonna get like? Well, I mean, the, I think like in the locker room it's gonna be a loud implosion, but like, are we going to get those moments on the court where like you see Kyrie? You know what I mean, like just refusing to go over and talk to like the huddle Ben Simmons is standing off on the side, Nobody else is talking to him, or are these gonna happen behind closed doors?
4: That's very uh Russ Lakers vibes, which I hope I not
5: stop saying picks stop yeah. saying picks. that's all I'm saying yeah i all, they don't um, really I hope, strike I hope me all as all a, of that happens they don't strike me as a we're gonna keep things in house kind of tea, you know yeah. They, <laughs> yeah they're not a they're not really uh. Uh, oh, let's not. Um, <laughs> they, they've been unable also, to keep things under wraps this entire time.
4: So we can look at some I, encore blow ups. I love yeah. that part about them. I also, I'm hopeful for, you know, sort of a KD, I'm going to show you tour, right? Because mm. he he set all this stuff in motion, then none of it worked out. And now he's got to look, he's still Kevin Durant. So yes. I, I would like to see Kevin Durant go, okay, fine. You know, we couldn't blow this thing up. You couldn't move me. Fine. I'm going to put everybody on my shoulders. I'm going to carry the Nets into the playoffs. So that's my first pick. My next one's very easy. Ro, you mentioned this person earlier. He's somebody like every time he comes on the screen, I absolutely have to stop what I'm doing. And I'm watching this game and I'm watching him play because he's a human highlight reel. Give me the Grizzlies and John Moran. Mm -hmm. It's it's, that team as a young and up and coming team and what they accomplished last year. Super fun. But this is a one-man pick for me. It's the it's the John Moran highlight show. I get
5: it. It's, what, listen, what it's a safe pick. John. It's, yeah. it's a safe pick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <it's laughs> you would you want wanna, the Grizz. You
4: wanna, you everybody wants safe. the Grizz. They, he's another I,
3: guy. He's another guy like Zion. Where you're like, I mean, I think he's healthier, but you're like, how long can a human do this for? You know, yeah. like yeah. he like launches himself out of a cannon four times a game. It's amazing. Part of yeah.
4: uh, he kind of remi- I mean I grew up on you know the Charles Barkley teams, but right after that obviously was Allen Iverson, and he has super for what you're saying like launch himself out of a cannon for his size. Yeah. Right every time he he goes into the air, I'm like, oh man, there's so much contact coming. I hope he doesn't hit the deck too hard, and then he springs back up and he's back at it, and he's just like he's a jack in the box. It's amazing to watch.
3: Can I can I throw some like. Uh, so like also you get Steven Adams moments, which mm-hmm. are just like each <laughs> sure. one a treasure. you know what I mean the, the other day we, he, I mean he's like taking other people's towels, he's giving them a jaw. You also get, if he ever makes it up to the to the big time roster on these games where he swings up, you get Kenneth Lofton Jr., who is as wide as he is tall and yeah. he's like six, five. He's a thick <laughs> dude. It's fun to see someone out there who doesn't look like a NBA player, being an NBA player. <laughs> Just watching a big dude, somebody who are like you can see yourself on the screen. If you're a thicker cut of meat like I am, that alone is worth <laughs> switching over. If like, hey, Kenneth Lofton Jr. is getting some garbage minutes, let me go see Grimace set some picks. I'm yeah, in.
4: You love you love I, a thicker cut of meat. I like that. I event. love you're a consistent. thicker cut of meat. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I don't know uh, if Ro, I've told up. this. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before. I just want to say real quick. I was in Oklahoma City doing a story on Chris Paul uh, in December 2019, and I'm interviewing Stephen Adams for it. And he comes up to me, he's like, and I wish I could do the accent, but he just goes in like a perfect, he's like, he's like, you ever heard of the sport Kabaddi? Like, this is his opening line to me. I'm not even asking him a question. And I was like, no. And he's like, he's like, it's the coolest thing you guys do. And I'm like, what? And he's like, he's like, it's an Indian sport and it's guys just mauling each other. Like he's watching an obscure (laughs) Indian sport that I've never even heard of. That's just guys beating each other up and like i went and watched highlights of it and it's nuts like it's just i'm gonna it's watch this mayhem, now. yeah it's mayhem and he's like oh yeah man Kabaddi mate he's like the number of times he said Kabaddi mate i was like oh man um, <laughs> shout out to so T- this Manus, guy's dude
3: he's clearly have... looking for post nba uh career paths yeah. right i like if he, he could pull that like, off
5: he would easily he would be like the the wilt chamberlain of Kabaddi like i don't think it would be you know i've we, i've seen our best we're not taking down stephen adams um like uh, uh all right like i'm, I'm think about stephen adams what
3: he would have been like in medieval times? sorry to interrupt but like <laughs> no, if, if yeah. he had been born in like the 1500s yeah and then there's just a stephen adams walking around with a sword it's over yeah.
5: <laughs> do not do give even, that man like, a sword Give yeah. him the sword. Do he not would give him the, the sword. Only person to live past 45. You <laughs> would have been the only one. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and everybody else's life expectancy would have gone down considerably.
5: <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah. exactly. Bad for everybody
4: else. Great for him. Yeah. yeah.
5: Um, with my second pick, I can't believe this this is this is what we call value this late in the draft, gentlemen, because we're looking at a multiple time MVP still on the board. I'm gonna go ahead and draft The greatest shooter of the basketball in the history of the known universe, Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Mm, Yeah, They play a beautiful brand Mm -hmm. of basketball. We know it. Strength in numbers. They got the ball moving. The ball's popping everywhere. Great home crowds. Great road crowds. Draymond Green. You want to talk about drama potential. They got Draymond Green yelling at refs from the opening tip. Uh, Klay Thompson, one of the most lovable athletes in the game and an exciting young core to keep an eye on. Um yeah, the Warriors are a no brainer for me here. Also, it's worth it just for the end of quarters alone when Steph and or Jordan Poole is going to try to take a half court shot.
4: Yeah, also, yeah, and you, there's the chance that somebody might get punched. I mean, there's all, <laughs> all kinds of stuff that happens.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. This this for me, I'm ti- I like I, a little fatigued. I'm, ti- I'm fatigued. Yeah. Mm. I'm tired. I'm tired. I I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm tired of watching Steph Curry. It's I, kind it's of a I, little bit, a little bit. Catch me in February. Catch me in February when I'll be like, "Oh yeah, the beautiful game." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, now, me, right now, right now, I'm just a, ready to be like. But to me, it's like we got go a two-year
5: break. Like I was tired. I was tired by the end of 2019, but then we got you know kind of the two-year yeah. reprieve, and now it's now we're back in it.
4: This is something also that contract that year, Beck and I have to- <laughs> Contract True. year, Draymond. Yes. This is something that Howard Beck and I have discussed. I was kind of with you, Ian, that like, especially by 2019, when it was like every year it was so inevitable. Yeah, I was like, I- I've had enough. I can't do it anymore. But that little reset where they went from inevitable to just, oh, now they're just good and they could win it all. And they did last year and maybe they will again this year, but it's not a foregone conclusion. That makes it easier to mm-hmm. watch them. But yes, like the fact that they're on every night and it's like, all right. I don't hmm. even
3: need them on. I don't even need them on League Pass. I can catch them on. I can catch them on like other networks. You yeah. know what I mean, like that yeah. kind of thing. I'm uh, not to say it's a bad pick. It's an amazing. It's an amazing pick. But like, you know, I, I I'm at the part League Pass wise this early in the season. Give me that weird. You, can I count yeah. something
4: here? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, ish. Uh. Give me that weird stuff. Give yeah. me that weirdish. Give me that yeah. weirdish as it were.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Um, yeah. All right. Well, so you give it. Give us some ish, Ian. Ian speaking, for two. Speak Speaking of weirdish, go ahead and give me those Cleveland Cavaliers number Damn, two. That's I'm not a great done. Pick. Oh, that's a good pick. That's
5: I'm a great done. pick. I'm not done.
3: I want. I. 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 I want to see year two Evan Mobley out yes. there. Yes. I want to see Donovan Mitchell doing crazy Donovan Mitchell stuff outside of a. Uh, I feel like I can say the Jazz without saying someone else's pick here. Outside yeah, yeah. of that, that as a Blazer fan, that uniform. I mean, especially this version of the uniform, but just that whole aesthetic causes me severe agita and light <laughs> nausea every time i see it uh so being able to appreciate uh spider mitchell outside of that uniform J- I, darius garland i figured seeing who they have at small forward uh i love jared allen is just yeah. like a uh, just like a fun dude to watch play basketball but this is like the evan mobley show let me see what year or two of this guy looks like the pe- people say he's like is is he the next kevin garnett is he something far short of that? I'm here to f- find out what that is, and I think they're just going to like play a fast paced brand of basketball that's going to be fun to watch.
4: Did you? I, I'm going to see if I like how clairvoyant I am here because I love Evan Mobley as well. Yeah, but you recently had a keeper draft. Did you take him? Yes,
3: I didn't take him. He you didn't. went. Uh, no, I didn't. He somebody else got him before I did. Oh, that's a bummer. I do have, have Shade and Sharp though. I like that for video. And I got him this, late.
5: Our producer Shelby's a huge Blazers fan, and we were texting the other day, and he's already getting nervous that Shaden Sharp is too good, and it's going to create, I think he said, a Macbeth situation in the backcourt. <laughs> that's how he described it. <laughs> so I, Shaden Sharp, that's a, that's, a good, that's a good long-term bet.
3: He's electric. He's electric. The MVP is more of a when, not if situation. Uh, (laughs) So I got Pelicans. I got Cleveland. It is a serpentine draft, which means, ooh, it's my third pick already. I've got two teams that are going to be fun to watch. I, again, as a Portland Trailblazers fan, have to take a hate watch here, and that is going to be the Los Angeles Lakers. Love it.
5: Wow. Go to
3: hell, Lakers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? They might.
4: Uh, They might. We were, we were talking about this at the top of the show. What a disaster. I love to watch a disaster. If you're a Lakers yeah. fan, you're probably less enthused by this. But the Russell Westbrook situation is untenable.
3: Untenable. I love watching it. He's also somebody who's like belittled Damian Lillard or attempted to and failed several times throughout his career, throughout their careers together. Watching, Even though I loved watching Russell Westbrook play for the longest time, watching him now get his comeuppance... Is is absolutely delicious. Even if they're winning, it's because LeBron James is playing well, and that, independent of him being in a Laker jersey, is still fun to watch. And something that, like, I'm aware of the ticking clock on that. Mm-hmm. You get to watch Lakers fans working themselves up into like a a, a, a furor over like Austin Reeves and stuff like that. <laughs> I Fuck. think I like who's in the NBA. What Austin
4: who's
5: Reeves in the NBA
3: plays in the NBA.
5: And then Plays they were like in
3: the NBA and they were Amazing. like, you like
5: Austin Reeves. We got you one more. Here's Matt Ryan. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like we know you love Austin Reeves. Double. So we got an Austin Reeves for your Austin Reeves. Yeah.
3: Doubles is safe. Doubles yeah. is safe.
5: I don't know. I just, I just can't wait to watch
3: them blow up. I think that's going to happen. And I don't know. I'm like after that, then you get Lakers fans coping on Twitter with photoshops, and we're going to see some crazy ones this year. Oh, I love it. That's I a think that's a great see.
4: one. They're they're the Nets West. I love it.
3: They're the Nets West. We're going to be getting yeah, Russell Westbrook just who actually played pretty good defense last night, but exploding. The,
4: that the stat in the, in the, line in the, in was an abomination. Yeah. Uh, 0 oh, for god, 11, it was and, bad. And the, the we were talking about this earlier. Just the idea that Russell Westbrook was ever going to like tamp down his Russell Westbrookness was never going yeah. to happen but hilarious to hear.
3: Sprinkle it on my breakfast cereal. I love will take two. I'll <laughs> take two. Fuck. I can't I can't wait.
4: Uh Rohan, back to you buddy.
5: All right. We listen, do you guys want to get weird? You know, you want to get freaky? Yes. You know? We we want to really yeah. get deep into the league. Let's let us let us go out of the country. Let's let's leave America, gentlemen, and go to Toronto. I'm gonna take the Toronto Raptors yeah. with my third pick. Everyone's talking about the Clippers, they got all these small forwards, they got all these shooting, etc. The Raptors are like a science lab for Nick Nurse, like how many six, seven guys can I play at once? How much weird stuff can I do? This guy is willing to do whatever it takes to win one regular season game, and that's what I love about Nick Nurse and the Raptors, is on a night-to-night basis, they're the team... Most likely to say, we are playing a defense you haven't seen since like a 1958 black and white instructional video about like, you know, let's run the Jones (laughs) Beach Triangle. And it's like, wait, what? (laughs) Like the Raptors are bringing it back. Um, They're a lot of fun. Also, we want to talk about, you know, guys who we want get in on the ground floor of buying early stock. I think Scotty Barnes has a chance to be uh, a true star in this league. I love Fred Van Vliet. I love that this team gets after it on both ends of the floor. Yeah, I think the Raptors are going to be awesome. I'll put them in my top 10 of the entertainment rankings. Uh, They're weird in all the right ways.
4: I like that you're getting the 2019 finals back together. you got the Warriors and the Raptors. Different iterations, but still.
5: Shout out to Toronto, which is the North American seat of Indian Chinese cuisine.
3: Ah. Toronto an awesome city. As a hybrid or individually?
5: It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. It's Indian Chinese wow. food. Yeah. Yes. It's uh. It's very that difficult to find in North America. I gotta try this. Next yeah. Time yeah, we should yeah. road trip to
4: Toronto. Yeah, one, I was gonna say one we gotta, of the, you, the great we, cities.
5: We, we gotta we gotta turn this into content. I think we're all on the same think, page here. Yeah. I
3: do think Shelby and I need to point out here that uh, Portland, Oregon, is farther north than Toronto, Ontario. Wow. Just, just that for was the nice. record, a, a so. Fun fact. Uh, so, we the North, actually, Toronto. <laughs> wow. We the take North. That. Yeah.
4: T- take that. Yeah. Uh, take that. Ro, you mentioned uh, Andrew Sharp. So, when we were at the 2019 finals, uh, like, we were all talking about how much we love Toronto. And yet, he, his whole take was, it's trying to be slightly European, but it's not. And it's basically less convenient America. <laughs> because, like, you go to get on like your your streaming things and they don't work there, and like the money's yeah. slightly different, and you can't get a regular coffee; it's over at Tim Hortons, slightly less convenient America. But I do love Toronto. Uh, it
3: makes you right. work. It makes you work for it. That's what it is. Toronto, yeah, 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 it does. It makes Toronto
5: you to is like India West. It's been really good to my people. I so I gotta be you know. It's uh, it'll always have a special place in my heart.
4: We're going to take, take a road trip and get some poutine, too. All right, yeah. I'm going to take two, and then we'll send it back to you guys for one each, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, you, we were, you were talking about weird. The weirdest experiment of all that happened during the offseason that blew everybody oh, no. away, oh, that no. made no sense for how they, they were assembling this team. And, and I say this with full reverence for Sachin Gupta uh, and the front office of the Minnesota Timberwolves because Sachin is one of the smartest people, not just like basketball minds that I've ever talked to, but like one of the smartest people full stop that I've ever talked to. And he thinks this is going to work fine, but I want to see it. Give me them. Give me the wolves. Give me the twin towers. You got cat, I guess, who's now all of a sudden the world's largest three point shooter. Uh, (laughs) Right. I mean like he's, he's gigantic and they're just going to stick him outside, which fine. I, I guess they, they like to do that anyway, ramp that up. But I just, I'm very, very curious about the fit with him and Rudy Gobert. And then you've got aunt Edwards who is on the rise. And I, you know, You've got D'Angelo Russell, who looked slightly better now that he doesn't have to be like the main guy. I'm super intrigued by the Wolves
3: and contract year D'Angelo Russell too, which is yeah. like that's a good D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> it's so weird. You've got the Raptors who are gonna like run Pascal Siakam out at the post sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> six, yeah. seven, six, eight, and then you've got then you've got the Timberwolves with Cat playing power forward, hanging out on the arc. It's such a like. The NBA, which was that danger of feeling like a little bit homogenous, is back to being weird and people yeah. trying weird yeah. stuff. And I love that. And the Timberwolves. All over work, the, the place.
4: I, I am still, and I think a lot of people were very skeptical about that pairing. But, I mean, really smart people came up with this idea and decided, no, no, no. As Ian said, like previously it was sort of homogenous and this is the way we're all going to play. And the Wolves went, no we see a market inefficiency over here by doing something that nobody thinks we should be doing. Yeah. I can, I, I I will not watch enough wolves basketball this year. Um, last one for me, this one's easy in the same way that I like to watch Ja. It's a one man pick. It's the bucks. I love Giannis. Yeah. He's a freak. We call him the freak for a reason. He's gigantic. He shouldn't be able to do the things that he does. Watching him barrel downhill, full speed is terrifying. I can only imagine being a defender. And, uh, I am friends with, quite a few greek americans i go to greece all the time uh give me give me the greek freak i'll take ya <laughs> this where is an easy this, one
5: yeah. when did john become like the greek ambassador here all of a sudden i know many <laughs> greek americans like i go to greece all the I, I'm, time i'm there like, just i'm are there all just, the like, time it, i'm, john, I'm sounds, there. it sounds vaguely like a mob thing somehow um i it it does sound like you're involved
3: in exporting, uh, like yeah. pr- precious rare marbles. Yeah, it's yeah. I would like to get exporter. into exporting. Yeah, importer,
4: that would be exporter, great. We, I was sure. just, I was just in Greece over the summer with like 25 Greeks. It was a delightful time. Uh, okay. They know how to. They know how to enjoy themselves. Yeah. Uh, and Giannis makes me happy Greeks, watching him play basketball. This Greece? is a win. Like I went you, with. Twenty five Greeks, two Greece, along with my wife and our friends. Yeah, it was like uh, thirty on, different people. We were on five, the
3: not on Greece. the Adriatic, pounding uzo, <laughs> yeah, eating yeah. souvlaki, yeah. yeah, all of it, just bronzing. Um, I just, just have. I just want to.
5: <laughs> I want to jump back to his Timberwolves pick real quick, just to say, my friend Kadris Rollins, shout out to Kadris, said that if Gobert has another playoff flameout, you have to start calling him Gobert. And I just, I think that we should, that, that should be the rule. Like he gets a hard T at the end of the name. Us. There's another yeah. playoff play where he goes yeah. Gobert. Um, as I'm hard also as his go, seat on the bench. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm also going to go with kind of a one man pick here for my last pick. And I'm going to go with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Luka Doncic like is just a tour de force. I cannot stress enough the number of times I've said it on this podcast, but three minutes into that game seven, Luka Doncic hit a step-back three, and everyone in the arena knew it was over. It was like a horror movie villain. It was like the first time Arnold like took all those bullets in Terminator 1, and you're like, wait, what are they supposed to do with this guy? Um, that was Luka <laughs> that night. He is terrifying. Um, when he's a step-back three going, I think he actually is the most unstoppable player in the NBA. So I'm going with the Mavs as my last pick here.
4: Super fun. Super fun. Ian, bring us home with your last pick.
3: Can we all just appreciate (laughs) that the team I'm going to be watching the most is the Portland Trailblazers, and that's that's not my pick, but obviously I would (laughs) take them number one, but I'm here. Off the the board for you.
4: I'm not taking the Sixers. You're not taking he's
3: not taking the Heat. We're not even allowed. It's just (laughs) obviously that's what we're gonna watch. In lieu of the Portland (laughs) Trailblazers, I in in speaking of in lieu, I'm taking Lou Dort. And your yeah. Oklahoma City oh, Thunder. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
5: wow.
3: Unexpected. So, I get like, what? I, show me that if I'm at the zoo, I want to see the naked mole rats while I'm there too. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've got lions, zebras, giraffes. Show me the weird-ish. I want to see Pokashevsky out there trying to figure out how to function on an NBA court. I want to see Shea Gildress Alexander yeah. for however long we're going to have him before he gets sat down. Josh Giddy <laughs> out there. Beautiful yeah. hair, just gorgeous the, hair. These, what a mane. The, truss, the trusses of his hair bouncing up and down as he brings the ball up court. Let me—I want to see these guys try to figure it out and try to persevere in the face of everyone who cares about them, hoping they fail.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. everyone. I
3: mean, when they say no one outside of this locker room believes in us, most teams—that's that's, that's Michigan. You know what I mean? Because at least the front office, there's some fans. Yada, yada, yada. There's people who care. This is a case where literally everyone outside that locker room wants them to fail, and that includes team officials yeah. sitting outside in a folding chair having, like, uh, ranch pizza. You know what I mean? Everybody else wants them to fail. I want to see these guys do their best despite that. It'd this is an, yeah, this no, is an it's underrated pick. This is an underrated pick
4: because I do— I like young players on the come up and like they've got a bunch of interesting pieces it's a shame that we don't get Chet Holmgren this year it's but a like shame. one more year of them tanking I think eventually and this is something that the Sixers ran into when they had their young pieces I think eventually you can't sit SGA down if he's healthy you have to let him play because like yes you're going to you're going to lose plenty of games it's only a 14% chance though if you right like right. you're going to lose plenty of games Eventually, you just have to let the kids actually play because that like runs into like dealing with their psyche and like their development and all. But yes, it's like a this moral.
3: Part. It's a moral gray area, and we don't get Chet Holmgren. But can we interest you in two different guys named Jalen Williams? Because
5: the <laughs> yeah. Thunder have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got multiple Jalen's. <laughs> yeah, they'll also end up inevitably winning some games they have no business winning. When I went to do that Jokic story, I was like, "What's the easiest game on their schedule? I want to get these guys in a good mood." And they lost to the Thunder that night, who were sitting sitting they were playing guys I've literally never heard of, okay? And they'll somehow yeah. string together a win. It's ridiculous. And it's if so-
3: I could get some chocolate in my peanut butter, let me go ahead and watch the Thunder play the Lakers. Yeah. And beat them.
4: yeah, I like that for you. They did that last yeah. year too. Uh yeah. to review, Ian has the Pelicans, the Cavs, the Lakers, the Thunder. Rogue got the Nuggets, the Warriors, the Raptors, and the Mavs, and I want Nets, Grizz, Wolves, and Bucks. Uh, I'm gonna declare the winner here. It's our guest Ian Carmel. Right yes. off the bat, Pelicans, yeah. Cavs, you got some drama with the Lakers, and of course, uh super weird-ish he, with the Thunder. He hit all Ian four Carmel.
5: quadrants, all four quadrants of the NBA. He That's really he did. did. Yeah, you really did. Absolutely. It's very, a very flavor. impressive
4: work by you. Watch him on The Late Late Show. Listen to him on All Fantasy Everything. Ian Carmel, thanks for this. Rohan and I will be back on Monday for another edition of Open Floor. Everybody, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend.